Hey everybody, this is Beans, and it is disclaimer time! Bam and I are not sexperts, and our advice is for entertainment purposes only. If you have a serious health concern, we strongly urge you to consult a qualified physician. And, for obvious reasons, our Sex Talk podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Enjoy! Trying hard, but you wanna be my friend. Ain't no place to hide, ain't no one to run to. Here we go, here we go again. Call my bluff, I'ma be here till the end. I'm the one you ride, I'm the one you ride to. If you This is Beans, and before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to touch on something. The emails that we're getting in are great, and we are so grateful for them. Please keep them coming. But if you could include a little bit of information in your letters, that would help us out a great deal. First of all, we would like to know which pronouns to use when addressing you. We would also like you to tell us what to call you. If you have a special alias that you would like to go by, please include that in the email or just sign yourself out as that name. Or if you want us to use your actual name, you know, put that in there. We will follow your lead on this and it'll help us in the editing process. With that being said, this week's episode is going to be a little bit choppy because I had to edit some stuff out after the fact. So please just bear with us and keep those great emails coming. Thank you. Hello! Hi! I, f- I feel like I squeaked really bad on that one. Wow. <laughs> I don't think you squeaked at all. <laughs> she's Bam. And she's Beans. And this is our Sex Talk podcast where we like to talk about sex and we encourage you to talk about sex with us by emailing us at bamandbeans at gmail.com. Like, we just got another email We're today. We're like so popular. Oh my god. God, you guys, this is insane. Like, okay, it's happening a little bit slower than I kind of, than I wanted it to, but now that we actually are starting to hear from some of you, it just, it makes my day. It absolutely makes my day. When I see that letter in my uh, email box, and it's not from, like, Twitter or (laughs) iTunes. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, it's so exciting. I think my favorite thing is the first thing we do when we wake up and we get an email, is we text each other immediately. Oh my god, did you see our email? Yeah. <laughs> we got another, we email. Got another email. We got another email. We got another email. We got another email. I wonder who it's from. <laughs> so, the subject is a little sex talk. Dear BNB, Hey ladies, I'm new to the podcast, but got the impression you haven't gotten very much mail and thought I would reach out to get your thoughts on a particular kink. I love kinks. I love kinks. I know you advocate that most everything is alright as long as consent is involved, but there are some kinks not often talked about. 
I'm talking about Kukwians. Now I'm sure you have heard about cuckold type relationships. It's the more commonly mentioned male version of this popular kink, so cuckold, cuckwian. Mm-hmm. But most don't mention the female version of it. That is probably because men are looked down upon by women for having that sort of desire, and nobody can seem to understand what a woman could possibly enjoy from that sort of arrangement. From my experience, it can be a bit more open to interpretation, though I can't honestly say I have much experience in male cuckold relationships. I should also specify that I don't claim to know all about it either. I am also not a sexpert. What I would like to know is what are your personal thoughts on it? Do you ladies have any sort of experience yourselves? If you aren't familiar with it, I urge you to do some research as I think it is an interesting topic that might fit your kind of podcast. I don't recommend looking at the basic definition, though, as it doesn't fully describe the kink. I would also like to point out that some porn may be labeled to fit into Cuckwean category. It may not fit expectations as well, but what porn ever does. So true. So there you have it. A kink of the week for you guys. Have fun with it. On a side note, what would you do if the person you were involved with were interested in something like that? Speaking of significant others, is there a reason you don't mention much about them? Are they not fans of the podcast or something? Sorry if these are questions you've already answered. I haven't made it through the whole series. I think I've rambled enough. I love what you're doing and look forward to more episodes. I think it's important to get people talking about more delicate subjects such as sex and to open dialogue to make people more comfortable around a subject that seems so touchy in American society. Keep doing what you do, ladies. People out there appreciate it. Well, number one, thank you so much for writing in and giving us our kink of the week because this was not only... uh, brightening our day with an email but it's also kind of a learning opportunity for us yeah absolutely for me specifically um just because i don't really know much about cuckold i know that i've i've definitely seen it on many porn sites and it's it's very popular on you know the male side yeah and basically just to catch everybody else up to speed who may not know what, you know, cuckold or cuckwean, which is the, the female, female version, yeah. is a cuckold is a husband of an adulterous wife. Basically, uh, in cuckold situations, the wife is stepping out and involving the husband in the act. Yeah. Whether, you know, she's having sex acts in front of him or with his knowledge. And so the female version is kind of versions of that. So that would be um, where the the male or her partner, I guess it, it's not gender specific. Yeah. Um, but it's when the female's partner is having sex acts with someone else um, when they're in. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm. I don't think that marriage te- necessarily has to be a thing. But let's just say in a committed relationship, when a female, when her partner is with another person and she may or may not be involved or, you know, but definitely knows about it. I feel like this might be a decent enough definition. Um, So Kakuin is a wife who is compliant 
in her fetish for her husband's unfaithfulness or adultery. So it's her being turned on by the fact that he is going yes. out. Um, a female equivalent of the male cockold. So her fetish is that he's going out and sleeping with other people. And then, like, the male version would obviously be, like, the male would be turned on by his partner going out and sleeping with other people. So in, in cuckold porn, it's usually like, oh, I'm going to fuck your wife, and you're yeah. going to sit there and enjoy it. And the guy's like, oh, this shouldn't be turning me on, but it is. Yeah. And um, cuckweean is basically the female version of that. Yeah. Um, and again, uh, it could be... A man and a woman, a woman and a woman. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily. Obviously, these definitions are based off of when the word was first needing to be defined. Yes. <laughs> so, um, it's just like the wife of that relationship or mm -hmm. one singular partner in that relationship be becomes turned on by knowing that the other person is becoming unfaithful or something like that. Yeah. And, and it seems like in this particular type of fetish, there is a type of communication between the two partners. That is what I'm also Considering that, you know, it's happening right there in front of them. I think it'd be kind of rude to just be like, okay, honey, I'm going to fuck this person now. Yeah. And you're going to watch and you're going to like it. <laughs> um, but it, uh, Wikipedia does tell us that um, in the fetish uh, subculture of Kukwian the male takes on the role of being sexually dominant while the female takes on a submissive role. Uh, the wife usually only becomes involved with the man or his lover when he permits it, sometimes remaining altogether celibate. So um, it could also have some sort of like dom and sub aspects to it yeah. as well. Um, um, I also have here the true Kukuyan will be a willing participant in the sex act between the husband and the third-party female and may be subjected to humiliation and degrading sexual acts by both husband and partner. All right. So now that we've kind of outlined what the kink is, here are my thoughts. Mm -hmm. um, once again, I, I never do look down on anyone's preferences as far as Absolutely. the bedroom goes um for me being a um very much submissive person in the bedroom I can see um I could see where it would get exciting to um be involved with my partner with someone else because um when you're taking on that submissive role you're there to please your partner yeah and what what pleases your partner pleases you in, in turn. So um, it can be exciting, absolutely. Also being, um, I, because I have been in situations where it's not just me and one other person, you know, we've I've done the whole threesome thing to an extent, yeah. and um, I don't necessarily oppose group sex, I think that sex is a beautiful thing and can be shared with multiple people as long as that communication is there. Communication is always going to be key. Yeah. As long as you have an understanding with your partner and with the boundaries for for both sides um, and that everybody involved, including 
the third party is comfortable and safe and having fun, I say go for it. I love the idea of bringing someone else in to have fun with because that's that's one more person that you need to kind of consider their their feelings and what excites them, but yeah. it's also another person to kind of share in that experience with being um, subservient. It's another person to please. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of where I'm at with that. I've, I've never really been in a situation where anyone has um, wanted to enter this type of situation with me, whether I be the, the cuckwean or um, the cuckold. Yeah. <laughs> Cuckolded. Cuckwean? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to it either. I like to think of myself as um, extremely open-minded and basically as long as it's not harming anybody yeah. I'm willing to try it I I I could definitely agree with that I mean again setting boundaries um I personally think any kink you have no matter what kind of kink it is there should always be a a hard no set down yes. um so then everybody understands what their hard no is everybody can understand like um like for example you and I sit in a closet once a week. <laughs> you understand that my hard no is that we don't share the same seat. <laughs> and that is my hard no. And you're respectful of my hard no. I got you your own seat. Yeah, I have my own seat because that was my hard no. <laughs> um, I think uh, definitely having one of those things where um, finding a partner in this situation that has equal kink relations and is also understanding may be a little difficult sometimes. I agree. I think that honestly having uh, a third person there, it it takes a while to get the right person. True. Like to really find somebody who is like, you know what, these are, you know, that comes to the fucking table to your lunch outing where you sit down in a nice restaurant and talk about how you're going to be fucked in a week. (laughs) Like, like, how, like, they come with their hard nose, their, you know, soft nose, what they're okay with, what your safety word is. Everybody needs to have a safety word in situations like this. Because once you become uncomfortable, even in the slightest bit, nothing is going to be pleasing anymore. It is going to be... It's going to turn from something that can be absolutely beautiful and pleasurable and fun into what you will type up as your most unwanted nightmare. Mm, yeah. Well, also another thing we haven't really touched on is um, in relationships, there's always the jealousy factor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always that um, opportunity for the green-eyed monster to worm its way in and wreak havoc of your relationship. So if you if you feel like you tend to be a little possessive or a little jealous, then, you know, maybe this isn't for you. But definitely um, having that open line of communication with your partner about it. Like, hey, look, I know that this is something that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I will feel about seeing you with someone else. I'm not sure if I will get the wanted effect. Yeah. Or or even other way around. Hey, you know what? I don't know how I feel about having sex with someone in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. And, and again, I think um, those kind of things is once you find the right partner, sometimes the, those like questions and frustrations become eased. 
mm-hmm. but it's also setting those boundaries. Yep. It is setting those hard limits where you're like, we can do this, 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 and that, but the second you do this, we are done. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. I would like it to stop. Like, and that other person knowing that and being okay with those rules. Because if they're like, like, for example, if it's like, if me and you are a couple and then we bring in a third party and I'm like the second penetration hits, I'm uncomfortable. If it's like all toy stuff, this is like, I'm good with all the toys. Okay. Every single toy you have in your closet, we can pull out and stuff you with it. Like you're a goddamn pizzone. Pinata. <laughs> I want food. That's so weird. I'm upset with candy. (laughs) (laughs) Your goddamn calzone. (laughs) Like, but the second like they want to penetrate you, then I'm not comfortable. It might be one of those things where you're not comfortable with it now. In the heat of the moment, I may give the green light. You know, heat of the moment, you might change your fucking mind. Right. Um. So it's just setting those limits with you your partner and the third party. I personally think setting those limits with your partner first. Yes. Making sure that you and your partner have that nice base. Like, hey, babe, you know, I know that we've been talking about this. Here's my concerns. This is what I don't, I don't want to happen. I don't want us to do this once. I didn't like it. You loved it. And then I feel obligated to do it again. Because that might be an actual factor. Yeah. Like, what... And it might even be, like, okay, well, me as the guy, like, I fuck somebody else, and I feel absolutely fucking shitty about this. I don't ever want to do this again. Right. And the girl's like, well, that was the best thing that I've ever seen in my whole life. So you're putting your dick in somebody else, and you don't have a choice. Like, I just, I I, I don't think this is, like, a, I, I think it's a cool kink. I enjoy the idea of it. Absolutely. It's a fun kink. But, uh, I'm just all about those hard no's, mm-hmm. making sure that your hard no's are known. Because if you don't have your hard no's known out there, how are you and your partner supposed to be able to do anything else? Right. And how else are you going to know what else they're into? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're putting out the hard no's, then there's no question about it. Yeah. There's no question. You know what? Mm. <laughs> Bam said that, you know, foot play was a hard no. Oh, that is a hard no. Then maybe I shouldn't ask her to, like, you know, rub my dick with her foot. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that just kind of rules some things out. You know, things that you don't necessarily have to worry about because it's already been discussed. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about the, um... The kind of, um, oh, shoot. Where, where, the, what about, like, the demeaning part of it, you know, of the, the person who is basically the, the non-participant, mm-hmm. the one that, that's watched, um, the humiliation point of it. Some people, um, find it to be quite a turn-on to humiliate their partner, mm-hmm. and some people find it to be a turn-on to be humiliated. Uh, I know in the heat of the moment, um, it, it can be exciting. What are your thoughts? I absolutely fucking love it. 
I am one of those fucking weird people where it's like, humiliate the fuck out of me. Slap my titties. Tell me I'm fucking, like, tell me that I'm a goddamn whore. Like, the only thing that I have in that aspect is when you are, like, when you're slapping or when you're hitting, spit on me. I don't care. That shit wipes off. (laughs) (laughs) Do not rip my hair out. Oh, no. Um, And also, no hitting of the face and below the elbows. Like, hard holding is fine when it's on my upper arms, mm-hmm. because that I can, sure. I can cover up with, sure. like, a t-shirt, Absolutely. sweater, something like that. Um, once it hits under the elbows, with my job and my profession, um, I don't cover anything under my elbows. Right. So, elbow to wrist is off limits. My face is off limits. Neck, um, I enjoy choking. Uh, so... Choking, I've actually had to, um, it's weird. I had to show my sec- my, my sexual partner how to properly do it so it's enjoyable for me and also so we're not leaving marks. Because mm-hmm. my makeup is amazing. Right. But sometimes it just can't cover that shit up. Right. <laughs> and I think it's great, like, if you, like, I set those boundaries. Those yeah. are my boundaries that I set. Absolutely. As long as you set those kind of boundaries, like, hey, I wear shorts all the fucking time. You can't, you cannot hit my legs. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with a black eye, though. Right. <laughs> like, oh, God. One of yeah. those things, like, it's like yeah. I'm okay with this. I'm not okay with that. And it's those boundaries again. Like, my hard nose are... Absolutely. It's, they're set in motion. Absolutely. I wear leggings every single day of my life. I don't give a shit if you fucking, if you take our whip and beat the shit out of my legs. I mm. can cover that up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. It's summertime, and I like to wear shorts to volleyball, so... Yeah, but I'm just saying. The, if the, it, the people we play volleyball with, I don't care if they <laughs> see my beat up legs. <laughs> That's so true. Like, I'm gonna walk in and people are gonna be like, "Oh, are you banged over?" A <laughs> little bit, a little bit. But yeah, I definitely think that like once you have those boundaries, once you have those like those, it's gonna sound really terrible, but once you have those rules set in place, then you and your partner will be able to actually feel better about what you can go and explore, what you can go and do. Right. And I feel like when you get into some of these um, a little bit more involved kinks, um, like, you know, BDSM and things of that nature, it may, like, on the surface seem reckless, and it may seem um, a little uh, spontaneous. Yeah. But having that foundation of you know, rules and limits is key. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely key. And if you're not, if you're not having these conversations before you jump right into it, you could be hurting someone, whether it is physically or emotionally. It could be scarring. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, it's one, one motion away from being the most amazing thing in your entire sexual experience to being an email to us about how fucking nightmarish it was. <laughs> yeah. Like, it could be just that three-second gap. But, yeah. I mean, this is this was a really good kink. I'm really... Yes. Thank you so much for that one. Yes. About our partners. My partner had expressed um, not really wanting much to do with listening to the podcast. Um, he recently changed his mind <laughs> and is probably listening right now. Hi, babe. Um, so, I mean... I feel like when I 
when I feel that it's natural and appropriate to bring up my experience with my partner, then I'll do it. And I know that even though he will be listening, mm-hmm. I know that we've already talked about it and that he's okay with it. Um, the big thing was he wasn't really super keen on hearing stories about me with other people. Yeah. But um, it's something that that we're kind of working on. Yeah. And he knows why we are doing this, and he is extremely supportive of it. He's super supportive of us. Yes. Um, so that's that's where I stand with my partner. And I know that we, I know that I've brought a few things up about him. Maybe, I mean, this is, what, episode nine, so. Jesus, is it really? Yeah. Fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, we're going to be in double digits next oh week. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> it's insane. But, no, no, there will definitely be plenty of mention of him. Um, for my partner, uh, my partner has expressed disinterest in hearing the podcast also. Um, he has not listened to it, to my knowledge. Um, and he kind of feels the same way, actually. I mean, him and I have talked about our past sexual experiences, but we also, we're both on the same page with, we understand that there were people before us, mm-hmm. but we're the, as of right now, this is who we are, and we would prefer not to bring up the past. Right. For him, it's one of those things where he starts to really think of it, and he's, I've known him for so fucking long, he actually knows everybody. Yeah. Well, except for two. He's known everybody that I've had sex with, and so he's just like, um, he imagines it. Yeah. And that's why he doesn't want to listen to this. That makes sense. He's still very supportive of us. He's super excited that, you know, we're starting to get more people listening. We're starting to get more emails. He He's like, you know, you keep rocking it, babe. You're doing great. Like, Yay. he's like, I'm so happy that, you know, you're happy about it. And, you know, he's, he's supporting us in a different type of way. Yeah. So, I mean, that makes me happy is that when we discussed doing this podcast, him and I put down those hard nose mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we put down the soft nose. Yes. He's... So discussing relations with him and things having to do with him, totally cool. Mm-hmm. Totally got the green light on that. And that's all that matters. As long as we can, you know, talk about how amazing our sex lives are, yeah. then I think that's the important part of this whole podcast. It's important for us to be as transparent as we're hoping for our listeners to be. Yeah. Because otherwise we come off as phonies. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, We really appreciate you listening, and I hope that you've listened all the way through. I'm hoping that you've listened to at least episode five, and you found out what a ball koozie is. Oh, my God. I cannot (laughs) wait for you to find out what a ball koozie is. I cannot wait to get popular enough to start merchandising. Because <laughs> let me tell you, the moment I find the right coffee mug, I am slapping oh, that slogan I on there. I cannot wait. <laughs> I'm, I'm, we will market the ball koozie. I've literally, um, so Beans knows that I suck at sleeping. That's like my least favorite thing. Mm-hmm. And so I did not bring it with me today, but I drew up a really terrible sketch of what I would like our ball koozie mugs to be. <laughs> oh my god. It's <laughs> a really bad sketch. Gosh, but um, a, I drew it at 4.13 in the morning. Oh, okay. And it's, a, it's definitely a rough draft. See, I just imagine it to be like a really kind of like large, shallow teacup. It's almost like that. Yes. 
It, Maybe with a built-in straw. It's really funny <laughs> because it does have a built-in straw. Yes. You remember those cereal bowls that had the built-in yes, straw where you could drink one. the milk? Uh-huh. I think I still have one of them. Um, and then, like, two handles, maybe. I, it was pretty much just, it looks like a pair of balls. <laughs> <laughs> and then right in the dead center of the balls is the built-in straw. Oh my goodness. And then it had like a fill line. <laughs> it just said recommended koozie fill. Oh man. And now are we talking about like the fill line? Would that be like an eight ounce pour? Like um, I think a normal cup of coffee is between six to eight ounces. Uh, uh, a regular cup of, co- uh, cup of coffee, depending on like, let's just say it's like um, a standard American sized coffee. Um, that's actually anywhere between 8 to 12. Okay. 8 to 12 ounces. Um, so I was thinking it would be approximately a 10 ounce. Okay, yeah. A nice 10 ounce. Mm-hmm. But that's also because you need that nice, like, 2 ounce to 3 ounce gap for mm-hmm. when your balls go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So definitely thinking of that. And also you need to have the room in the cup at the top for the bubbles to come up. Exactly. So, um... It may even be like a nine ounce pour with that nice three ounce gap for the overflow and bubbles. So, <laughs> all right, so you're listening and you haven't listened to episode five, Oddball Sex Tips. You might want to go back and check it out so that you understand exactly what it is we're talking about. Because now you're just imagining this ball shaped cup with <laughs> a straw in it and you're I mean, not understanding. I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it yes. is. It's a terrible rough draft, guys, and I can't <laughs> wait to post it on our Twitter so you can see how terrible my yes. drawing is. Um, hey. Listeners. Oh, not me. Sorry. Did you guys know that we're on iTunes? Oh my god. We're totally on iTunes. Guys, we're so cool. And um, in the description, I will be posting the iTunes link. If you are currently listening to us on iTunes, thank you so much. Please do what you can to rate us. That would be lovely because the more ratings and the more um, action that we get on iTunes, the more popular it gets and then it'll show up in more searches. And then we'll get more listeners, and then maybe we'll get more emails, and then we'll have more content, and it'll be amazing. And then we're going to rule the world. Yes. So do that. That. Listen to us on iTunes, and then rate us. You know how you stalk people on Facebook, and then all of a sudden they come up and people you may know, even though you don't actually know them, and they're just asking you to add them? That's kind of what we want to be. We want to be that person yeah. that just pops up in your friends list all the time, and you're like, who the fuck are these people? And then you finally go on their profile, and you're like, oh, wow, they're actually kind of cool. You're not going to say that last part about us, but... <laughs> no, we're kind of cool. cool. We're kind of cool. Yeah. So I actually wanted to go over... Um, something that we experienced during volleyball. Oh, okay. Um, so here is, here's where like the issue started was that, um, I have my cousin that comes and supports us every week for volleyball. She's our little mascot. She's 11 years old. Oh yeah. Um, she's literally like. She's one of my favorite people. I helped raise her. She was over at my house every fucking weekend for nine years straight. So she's literally one of my favorite people in the entire world. Um, Due to her age, uh, we try to mask when we're talking about sexual things. 
Beans and I talk about sex a lot. That's why we started a podcast talking about sex. Sure do. Um, So Beans came up with this really clever thing about when we are talking about it, where we say popsicles. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you're going to give her that good popsicle, right? She, uh, Beans this past week accidentally said... I'm talking about that bomb pop popsicle. That bomb pop. With the three flavors. Beans accidentally said, you're going to give her that good D. And then immediately stared at my cousin and said, that's for drumstick. <laughs> <laughs> like, she caught it and then said, that's for drumstick. <laughs> but the She's going to go home and eat a drumstick. The good one. The, the one with the caramel at the bottom. With the, <laughs> like, with the extra chocolate at yes. the bottom. Yes. See, I like the chocolate and I like the caramel. Well, no, no, no. I like the ones with the caramel in the middle of the ice cream. Ooh. But you know how the drumstick oh, has yeah. the, like, chunk of chocolate just down in the middle, at the bottom of the cone? There's ones now that have double that. <gasps> so it's like double chocolate Jesus. at the bottom. So it's literally like ice cream, maybe an inch and a half of just straight up hollowed out cone, and then chocolate the rest of the way down. Yes. Delicious. Um, so the issue that I had, um, now I want Bean's like full opinion on this. Because we kind of talked a little bit about it previously, but I don't feel like Beans was able to really air out her thoughts about it. So we had a mutual friend who had showed up to support us for volleyball, and my cousin was there, and then this friend had actually started talking about sex without trying to mask it whatsoever. Yeah. So Beans and I, like, we mask it, we try not to cuss. We do our best to be like... I am terrible at not cussing around kids. Yeah, I mean, my cousin, obviously, she's 11, so she knows better. She knows not to repeat it. Right. But we still try to be respectful of her and her age. Sure. We do our best. We're not fucking good at it, but we do our (laughs) best. Fuck, it sucks. But then when our friend was, like, talking about sex and making sex comments and making sex jokes and, like, it was just, it was really upsetting. And so my personal take on it was that it was very distasteful and I was, I'm still shaking about it. I'm actually shaking all over (laughs) again because that's, like, it's almost like my little girl. Like, I fucking love that kid. she's basically your daughter. Yeah. Like, she's, like, your little sister. Yeah. I get it. (laughs) I totally get it. I I feel like, I, I agree with you. Um to talk about certain topics around a kid. I understand that um, in the social setting that we were in, you know, we were playing volleyball at, um, well, it, it's not necessarily a bar, but there is a bar there. We were drinking adult beverages, um, but still, there's a kid. And there's not, a, she wasn't the only kid there. Yeah, there was you know, our other there. Our other friend had her eight-year-old son with her. Yeah. Like, you just got to read the room. You got to read the room. And also, I feel like the parents or guardians or whoever, like you, yeah. um, our friend whose son was there, I don't think it was. It would have been at all out of place for you to take that person aside and go, look, I don't appreciate you talking about, you know, sex topics in front of my kid. You know, they haven't quite touched on this yet. Yeah. You know, they're a li- they're still a little bit immature for this type of talk or for this type of understanding. Why don't you leave that to me when the time is right? Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where, yeah, you hear this a lot, like, well, they're going to hear it from somewhere else. But it's don't almost, contribute to that. Exactly. It's almost like when somebody looks at a parent, like, for example, like, 
if somebody was trying to give my kid a cookie and I said, no, they can't have it. And then they respond with a little won't kill them. Bitch, that's my kid. And I said, no. Right. No means no in any world. Absolutely. And so I thought, like, again, distasteful, disrespectful. And whenever I see a kid, I'm just like, okay, you like fucking filter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Popsicles and Snicker bars. Popsicles, Snicker bars, <laughs> drumsticks. Yes. <laughs> like, it's. Oh my god, it was just so frustrating. Well, honestly, you know what? We'll just have to be grown-ups about this. We're going to have to be grown-ups. It's my least favorite thing. And, you know, it is our responsibility as team captains to (laughs) make sure that the people that we are bringing on, even though they're not, even though they're not on our team, they're still a part of our group. Yeah. And they need to act accordingly, plain and simple. If that person was making you mad or uncomfortable, you I, I understand that knowing who this person is, approaching them about stuff can be difficult. I hate the phrase that they use is that you can't filter me. I'm always unfiltered. Bitch, you are not coffee. You are right. not tea. You are a person. You are not sake. Yeah. Like, calm it the fuck down. Right. That's honestly, that's just a cop out. That's a cop-out for you being a shitty person. Yeah. Basically. You know, at least me, um, if I swear in front of kids, I go, oh, shit. I mean, I'm so sorry. Double (laughs) shit. Sorry. (laughs) And I go, you know not to repeat what I say, right? Yeah. Like, I make sure that, you know, there's still that understanding that what I said was wrong Mm -hmm. and they should not do what I did. Yeah. You know, there's that understanding, you know, hey, your mom doesn't want you swearing, so remember that. I'm sorry that I did it in front of you. Yeah. And I will do my best not to do it again, but as long as you know that you're not supposed to do that. For us, we were waiting for her to get her first period, which she actually got not this Thursday, but last Thursday. That's why she was so sick. That's why she got, like, really grumpy and, like, got so sick. And Aww. I literally went to the store. I got her chicken soup. I got her the vanilla ice little cream. princess baby. I got her Gatorade. I got her seltzer water, ginger ale, like <sighs> all the things to make her tummy like feel better. And she was like, every time I eat, I feel gross. And I'm like, yeah, honey, that's going to happen for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> like You're going to hate one week every month for the rest of your life. Yeah. So I had a small conversation about that with her. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know that her mom talked about it, but... I was also like, hey, you know, if you need anything, if you feel uncomfortable, like, you tell me, I can help you, like, you're, I told her, I was like, you're my best friend, best friends look up for each other, and she was like, okay, you know, I I don't mind doing that, so now we have to carry tampons and pads with us, Mm -hmm. like, I never carry those things, because my period, like, oh, there's gonna be so many people who are gonna grow up, my period is normally so light, where, like, a panty liner is fine, (laughs) I mean, that comes along with being um, on a contraceptive. Now, you have the IUD. Yeah. So, and that typically comes along with very light periods to no periods. Yeah. I mean, honestly, once every six months, I'm I'm drowning. Or I want to drown. Either or. But, like, my cramps are still terribly bad. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, I don't really bleed. So now I'm, like, great. Now I gotta buy fucking pads and I gotta buy tampons. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, I think the thing was, like, now that she has a period, now we're gonna, like, talk to her 
yeah about you know hey you're gonna get different urges you're gonna feel differently when right. the time comes then we'll go into more depths <laughs> um but you know the concept of sex you just don't need to know more about it yet because you're just young right like, that's kind of the approach i'm going to take Right. And I'm going to tell her, like, you know, I waited. I waited until I was 16. I waited until I was in a long-term relationship. I waited until I was comfortable. Mm-hmm. I want her to know that she has that option to wait for as long as she fucking wants to. Yep. I don't want her to feel pressured. And I think being one of those people who has that, like, I had that outlet, I want her to feel like she still has that outlet. Mm-hmm. I also feel mm-hmm. like it's... um it's good to also kind of explain to her the responsibilities that come with being sexually active. You know, um, now (laughs) you've got to go to the doctor and you've got to have them look at your vagina and you've got to do STD testing and you've got to um, be extra super aware of what's Mm -hmm. going on down there. I think the really nice part is that her mom just had a kid. Yes. The child is about four months about four months old mm-hmm. so I mean my cousin has been helping taking care of this child just like kind of oh, sure because she's the big big sister because she's a big sister yeah but I think I'm gonna just explain to her like you have a little sister if you're not careful you could have your own daughter yeah and you don't get to pass that kid off to mommy right you have to take care of that kid yeah like, imagine taking care of your little sister forever. 24-7. Like, like you, from dusk you, till dawn. You get upset when your little sister cries dawn now. dusk. And your mom is slowly waking up. Imagine mm-hmm. you being the mom who's just tired and slowly waking up. Mm-hmm. Like, her having a little sister is good for us being able to talk to her about that. Yeah. But um, I think for our listeners... Like, how would you, how would you handle the situation that, like, Beans and I are in? Because Beans is pretty much an extension of myself, and we pretty much... We are one. We are one. (laughs) Ooh, double prizes. (laughs) (laughs) The claw has chosen. (laughs) So, I want to know, like, how you guys would handle it. Like, if, like, even if it's not your own child, but it's somebody that, like, is really close to you and you help out with a lot, um... How would you take somebody talking like that in front of them? And how would you personally feel? Um, let's just let's just assume this person's going to respond negatively. Yeah. I feel like it's a fair yeah. assumption. Yeah. Um, if this person responds, yeah, responds negatively, um, how would you, like, handle that? Like, I'm, I'm actually kind of curious because... To be honest, I think that if, if it had been my cousin that I brought to the game... And I felt like I and her, if that we were both being disrespected by this person who is just belligerently shouting out sex jokes and, and you know, dirty talk, um, just obscene, unnecessary stuff in front of this child that, that I am related to like that's my cousin's child or that's my brother's child or mm-hmm. sister's child yeah. like I I would I I would still try to handle it in an adult way and just go hey look I don't think 
my sister or cousin would appreciate us talking about these subjects in front of her. And if you're unable to do that, then I'm going to have to politely ask you to leave, and then we'll have to hang out another time. Yeah. I'm so sorry, but, you know, she's been coming to these games this whole season, and she has a right to be here. And if you can't respect our boundaries, if you can't respect the rules that go along with being here, being here with her, then, you know, we can just hang out after. We can hang out tomorrow, but... Not now. Mm-hmm. Not here. We cannot talk like that in front of her. And, you know, he may cop an attitude. And that's okay. But, you know, now he knows that you're not going to accept that behavior. And it's literally almost like you've given him consent. You know? Yeah. You wouldn't. You wouldn't let someone make you feel uncomfortable in any other situation yeah so don't accept that from this one truth this is why i love beans hey this is why i need beans in my life it's it's one of those things like we are grown-ups i fucking hate being a grown-up sometimes it sucks but i hate being a grown-up when the other grown-up is still a fucking child (laughs) indeed and it's it's challenging it's so challenging but if we can't talk to each other like like adults, then like what are we doing here? Exactly. We are thirty plus years old. I mean, okay, not in your regards. Eighty. Dude, but... I feel like I'm forty. <laughs> My hip popped this morning trying to get out of bed. <laughs> oh man. I literally, I almost died. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of inappropriate sex questions. I fucking love inappropriate are sex you ready? questions as long as they're not around children. Look. This is this is my new favorite um, article, and I think a really great way for us to end our podcast. Perfect. Fifty dirty questions that will turn you on and make you want sex. I'm so ready. I'm like kicking my feet, <laughs> but I can't do it for too long because Beans actually gets really motion sickness. Okay, here we go. What is the most sexually daring thing you've ever done? With success or with failure? I mean, I think just an attempt oh, an at attempt. something sexually daring. Um, well, I would think it's the the one thing that I've we've already touched base on when I was trying to do like a like a swingers thing. Okay. And that failed completely miserably. Like it was so bad that I I don't think I would ever put that back on the table because of okay. how bad it turned out. <laughs> so swinging was the most sexually daring thing you've ever done. I mean, yeah. I tried to put up a a sex swing once. I asked my mom for help. I want one so bad. Yeah, it was Except great. I gotta lose some weight first. Dude, I asked my mom for help, and then she was like, well, let's see where we can put it. Oh my god. So were you still living with your mom? Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, like, I really want to hang this up. And she goes, is that is that what I think it is? And I was like, what do you think it is? And she's like, I don't want to say it out loud. I was like, just say it, mom. <laughs> and she's like, is that, is that a sex thing? And I was like, it is. And then we found out how terrible our ceilings were. Oh, God. I put a hole in our ceiling. Oh, no. My mom's grand idea was just to tell my brother that he got really drunk and threw something at the ceiling, and then he had to fix it. <laughs> yeah. Um. I guess asking my mom to help me put up a sex swing is something else. Oh, right. 
that's pretty daring, I guess. Hey, Mom, can you help me with my dildo collection? (laughs) (laughs) See, I think the only, like, out there thing that I had when I was living at my mom's house was my, um, my sports sheets under the bed restraints, which we reviewed in a previous episode. Yes. You know, for BDSM light. (laughs) Um, okay, so, have you ever had a naughty dream about a close friend? Ooh. I mean, it says or family member, but I'm gonna we're gonna leave that out. Ooh, yeah. Just mm. a close friend. A close friend. A close friend. Um. Not recently. If you're you're you wondering. Ever. You're wondering if I've ever had a, a dream about you. Bitch, I know. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Bitch, I already know. <laughs> We've scissored so many times <laughs> in my dreams. Let me tell you. But yeah, I mean, I feel like um, when you have people that are close and significant to you. I don't think that sex dreams are really that... Obsolete. Yeah. Or, like, unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're probably one of the few girls that I've had a sex dream about. She looks so proud right now. Like, I'm like so you would honored. Think, you would think that I just called her the most beautiful unicorn, the way that she's looking right now. Like, I think I would actually cry, like... <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. Actually, um, recently I've been having the occasional sex dream about my dead husband. Not quite sure what that means, but, uh, he's the most recent sex dream I've had. <laughs> Which is, you know, a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned for Bam and Beans and their, uh, exciting adventure into dream sex stuff things <laughs> dream, dream sex dream, stuff things. dream interpretation oh, dream, dream interpretation dream interpretation i like by sex bam stuff. and beans i like i like sex dream stuff sex things. stuff <laughs> i like that you added things onto the end of it like, there wasn't enough words in that sentence <laughs> dream sex stuff things well, that being said, I believe that is all the time we have for today. Woo-hoo! Once again, you can email us at bamandbeans at gmail.com. Be one of the cool kids. Or I love being tweeted on at bamandbeans. And uh, we will catch you later. Okay, bye. bye. I've been working on the podcast. God, I hope it's good. <laughs>